PFC Mason. Hello. Welcome to VCTV. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you stopping by. And uh, I want to first tell you, you know, why I got you here today. And uh, just, uh, you know, give the audience a rundown on um, where I see this uh, this new interview series, you know, going. So I have you here today to kick off a new interview series that I want to start um, where I interview active duty and uh, retired military personnel. You know, this is um, this interview series is going to be meant to uh, inform upcoming soldiers, airmen, uh, Marines, you know, sailors on, you know, what can they uh, expect, you know, in their military career and, you know, you know, get perspective, learn more about their upcoming jobs and uh, and just give the civilians, you know, a peek behind the curtain as to what we go through on, you know, day to day, month to month, deployment to deployment, you know, our thought process. You know, okay. as to this uh, this other world that we live in. So that's pretty much why I got you here. So let's get started. All right. How old are you? I'm 26. 20, 26. Okay. 26. All right. All right. Knock on that 30, huh? Ooh. <laughs> All right. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Wisconsin. All right. What's your sign? I'm a Virgo. Okay. Uh, on a scale from 1 to 10, I want you to rate your military experience up until this point. 1 to 10, I'm going to say a 7.5. Okay. Why? Um, it's harder than I thought, but it's still rewarding. So, yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, how long have you been in the army for? Um, in August, it'll be about two. It'll be two years in August. Okay. What were you doing before you joined the army? I was bartending. Okay. How'd you like that? I love bartending. Really? I absolutely loved it. So I bet you're the friend that when people come around, you get into that bartending bag. Um, I prefer not to. Okay. You want to just sit back and enjoy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I, I understand. can, though. Okay. So you're bartending, and at what point did you say, hey, you know, it's time for a change. You know, the military may be the route for me. Um, When I realized that I had been bartending for years and i needed something new something challenging mm -hmm. and obviously not everybody's in the military so it's a challenge right one percent <laughs> so yeah here we are okay uh for those of you who don't know uh mos is called uh or your mos is your job in the army i don't know what it's called navy marines air force i don't know what it's called your rate i think is a navy but um how did you choose your MOS when you first joined? So, I originally was just going to MEPS, and I wanted to be an MP. I wanted to be a military police off the bat. Me too. Couldn't tell you why. And then they were like, oh, it's not available. I was like, okay, I want combat medic. Mm. Wasn't available. I was like, okay, cool. So, somehow I ended up with Signal. But it actually turns out my recruiter was in Signal as well. So I think she kind of influenced that. Right. Oh, uh, what's Signal for those? Like, as far as like, signal? it's it's what B, what Bravo, like, what's it called? So I do anything communications wise, anything that plugs into a wall. That's what I deal with. I'm a, I was originally a 25 Charlie. Now I'm a 25 uniform. 25 uniform. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, what was the process in choosing 
that uh, MOS. I know, I know you said that, you know, MP wasn't available. Mm-hmm. You said combat engineer? Combat medic. Combat medic. You said that wasn't available. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, how did you actually, like, what were your options? So, obviously, infantry was on there. Okay. Um, And that was a no. And then there were engineers of some sort on there. Mm-hmm. But... If I had to choose, I want to do something that I'm actually interested in. Mm-hmm. And I actually do like electronics. I like laptops. Um, I've never dealt with radios and satellites like that. But here we are. So I'm getting to learn something new and then still be involved with something that I like already. Okay, okay. Did you get a bonus when you joined? I did. How big was it? It was a $5,000 bonus. Mm. Is it gone now? <laughs> been gone okay it's <laughs> okay it, it, look, we are, it, look, we, trust me we bonus people know how that go yeah, yeah I, mean, I too got a bonus and you know we're not talking about that um so where'd you go to basic training at i went to basic training at fort jackson in south carolina yeah 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 fort jackson south carolina yes. yep what was your best experience that happened at basic training i met one of my best friends there like, I actually left from MEPS. We left from Houston together. Mm-hmm. We went to MEPS together, to reception together, to basic training together, to AIT together. Uh-huh. And then we parted ways. Okay. All right. What are five pros of basic training? Five pros? Mm-hmm. Um, like, five positive things that came from basic training. What did you learn at basic training or that happened at basic training? I learned a whole lot more patience by far. Um, I learned that you can do a lot with a little because they give you the bare minimum Uh of certain things. Um, I think I also learned like a little bit more respect for the people that did go through basic training because I went through during COVID. Mm. It, it's not the same that it was for someone that was pre-COVID. I would assume. Yeah. So, um, you got that. Discipline by far. That last one is a little tricky. I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that for now. Okay. Uh, what are five cons of basic training? Like, five of your, like terrible experiences five things you just wish they would just get rid of of basic training so i wish they would get rid of smoking but that's just because i don't like getting smoked but it makes you who you are at the end of the day like it needs to happen yeah i hate it getting woken up out of my sleep at two in the morning somebody's screaming at us because somebody did something wrong and Mm. i'm like well damn i didn't do anything right but you know you live and you learn um what else could i do without it was just i don't know it was just a trying time because you're away from everything you know and love you're starting a whole new life with a bunch of people you don't know yeah it's it's just how did it how did it weigh on you how did it take a toll on you mentally to go from doing whatever you wanted to do, eating whatever you wanted to do, staying up however late, and now you're pretty much, you know, living this rigid 
lifestyle of bedtime, three square meals a day, no snacks. Like it was um definitely a reality check. So for me, I went through one whole basic training, and then I got recycled at the end, literally the day of graduation. Oh. into another basic training so yeah um once i got to that second one and realized they weren't where i was supposed to get recycled to oh i was about to quit Mm. i was about to be done yeah i ain't gonna lie if i got recycled at the very end like how do you even regain the motivation you don't you don't keep going i mean i guess you kind of have to ain't no ain't no going home yeah yeah (laughs) Ain't no see people think that you could just oh I'm done like nah it's nope. a process to go home <laughs> you're better off just graduating no seriously because yeah. it's gonna take the same amount of time if not longer exactly exactly all right explain to me uh what AIT school is and what yours consisted of it as a 25 uniform so AIT advanced individual training mine was at Fort Gordon in Georgia and so. As so, I was trained as a Charlie. I was one of the last few classes of Charlies. Our training was only 12 weeks, but I was a hold over mm-hmm. or hold under. I don't know. I was there for like a couple months yeah. before I even started class. And then I started class and then I was held there a little bit longer too. Dang. Like, I didn't do anything. I, I, bet, like, I bet that money was stacking though. Oh, yeah, of course. The money was oh, stacking. Of course. Mm. Like, I, yeah so the beginning of my whole military career i was in some sort of training environment okay so okay so like talking to a future ait student Mm -hmm. how would you just describe your daily routine at ait i want for me it was basically the i don't want to say the same but it was very similar to basic training Mm mm-hmm you still get up at a certain time. You're still doing PT. Um, you have a little bit more freedom, like we did, because you can walk to the defect by yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the little freedoms. It's, it's little things. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but then you're going to class, and you're at class all day. You don't have a phone, or at least we couldn't have our phones on us. We were dealing with electronics. We couldn't have watches on or anything. No rings, nothing. Mm. And then it's like a work day. Literally, you're there in the morning. You get lunch. And then you're there in the, until the afternoon-ish. And then you're coming back. It's another formation. Mm. Like, it's it's literally it's basic training, but with a little bit more freedoms. Okay. But it's it's really not that. For me, it wasn't that bad. No, I actually enjoy AIT. I did too. AIT was nice. I did too. Like, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Only thing I didn't like about it is that like you had a curfew. Yeah. You know, if we'd have a curfew, oh AIT was great. My drill sergeants loved me, so I really. Oh, you do what you wanted. Yeah, I did. Okay. I, did. I forgot drill sergeants. See, I didn't have mm-hmm. a drill sergeant when I was. Mm, yeah, I okay. had. I had plenty of drills. Okay. But. You li- You'll be fine. Yeah, it was just okay. It was chill. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fast forward to your first duty station. Mm-hmm. It's Hawaii, right? It's Hawaii. All right. First duty station, you land in Hawaii. What's going through your mind? 
fresh out of basic, fresh out of AIT. You got a little money in your pocket. You're in Hawaii now. Oh, my God. I'm in Hawaii. And I live here now. Literally, it was surreal. Even when I got my orders to come here, it was surreal. Because nobody thinks their first duty station is going to be Hawaii. It's beautiful here. Right, right. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Yeah, I was. I only know one person that got stationed at Hawaii is their first place. Yeah. And it's like, bro, how'd you get Hawaii? Like, the power of God. <laughs> I don't know. God manifestation Something, or just look at the draw. There know? we go. Anything. Look at the draw. All right. So, what was the hardest transition, or the hardest? Yeah, the hardest transition going from basic AIT. And now you're in Hawaii, first duty station. Like, what was the hardest part of that transition, if there was one? So, for me, there was two. Um, obviously, still being without family is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to make friends here and all that good stuff, but it's not the same. My, my family is my family. Right. But talk but- about that for a second. Like, how does... Like, how does being away from your family where you can't just hop on... You can't just leave. Like, nope. people don't understand. In the, in, in the military, you can't just get up and go. Nope. You got to ask permission and stuff like that. So, like, how, how, yeah. how did you, you know, deal with that realization? Like, oh, I'm really thousands of miles away. And that's, that's, that's just what it is. So, it didn't really hit me, hit me until Christmas. Because I was here for Christmas. Mm. I mean, I'm older, so it wasn't like oh my god it's the end of the world but i was like sitting there just like wow i'm really in here by myself yep okay like my family's calling me cool but facetime is cool but it's it's different it's not it's not 2020 uh was 2020 yeah 2020 was uh my first year having a christmas by myself really 2020 was it 2020 yeah 2020 november yeah, December, Christmas. <laughs> 2020, right? First Christmas, because I had just taken leave before I came to Hawaii. Yep. So um, I didn't have no, I couldn't take leave again. Mm-hmm. And I was alone. It was like, dang, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> already by myself, drinking Baileys in the, in the barracks. Yep. Yep. And <laughs> little watching this Christmas, like. <laughs> That's all you can do is just sit there like, yeah. okay, Christmas movies? I guess. <laughs> cool. <laughs> mm. I, yeah, that's. It's interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's your everyday duties uh, as a 25 uniform, like a normal day for you? Walk you through a normal day. Okay, so. Walk me through a busy day for you. A busy. A busy day. Jesus. Okay, a busy day. So a busy day can go from I have to re-image one to you name it, laptops, but at the same time, you know, we just had a new email migration. Yeah. Just imagine doing that for all battalion and like four or five different companies. Mm. Um, but then you still have to do stuff at the motor pool because you have to dispatch a vehicle too. But then a company needs you to load all their radios and help them. But you got to go to Fort Shafter and get ComSec. Like, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, but then will you imagine say, me. When you say go to uh, the Fort Shaft to get comms, you mean you have to like physically drive to Fort yes, Shaft? I physically get in my vehicle or a TMP because if I'm if I'm transporting secret items, I'm driving a TMP. Right. But um, it's either my vehicle or TMP. Mm-hmm. 
driving all the way to Fort Shafter, getting my communication security, and then coming all the way back. But most of that stuff, I'm told at like the last minute. Okay. <laughs> what are, what's the primary role that you play in your unit as a 25 uniform? Like, what is your primary mission? My primary mission is literally commu- communication security. Radios, satellites, antennas, all that good stuff. Laptops, if they have to do with, like, convoys and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's mainly, for me, the stuff that's in our vehicles and the stuff that people may or may not use on foot to communicate with other people. Okay. So, when you're not doing your job, what are you doing? Ooh. So, I like to go to the gym. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm talking about you're at work oh. in uniform, <sighs> but you just may not be doing your job. You may be doing something else. Everybody else's job. What are you doing? Ooh. So, um, it's always still something signal, though. That's the crazy part. Okay. It might not be my radios, but I'll be, like, how I said, like, the email transition. That's not my job. Mm-hmm. It could be, but it's not. So, I'm doing that. Or fixing people's accounts because they can't log into their laptops. They went on leave for 30 days and never logged in. So now we got to fix their stuff or the internet went down the whole building. Got to fix that. Got to fix it. Phone lines aren't working. Fix it. Yeah. 25 uniforms. They work in the S shop, right? Mm Mm-hmm. S6. S6. Okay. All right. Explain to, um, a brand new, a brand new private, Mm -hmm. uh, fresh out of basic. Okay. Fresh out of AIT. <laughs> Explain to them what um, a detail is. Like when they get tasked by whoever is over top of them. Like, hey, I need you to do this detail. So a detail can be literally anything. So the last detail I was on, it's just a, it's literally what you said, a task. The last detail I was on, I was a crossing guard at the elementary school. Well, I was filling in for somebody, but it was a crossing guard at the elementary school just walking the kids across the street with a stop sign. Mm -hmm. Like, some are harder than others. Some are more daunting, time-consuming, whatever you want to call it, than others. But it's stuff that needs to get done. Right. Last, before um, holiday block leave, we had to sweep, mop, and buff the floors at Battalion. Mm. It is what it is. Is it true that the lower enlistment usually gets you know chose for these details first? Oh, by far, by far, one hundred percent. Okay. Have I seen senior enlisted do? Yes, I've seen them do the same work that I'm doing. My NCOIC will literally get down and do the same thing that we're doing. Okay. What does NCOIC stand for? For those who don't know. My non-commissioned officer in charge. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> if I had a if I had a clap a applause button, <laughs> you, you you would get it. You would get it. You would definitely get it. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> um What are so what are the barracks for those who don't know? It's like dorms for soldiers. Okay. Uh, who is allowed to live in the barracks and who is not allowed to live in the barracks? So, in our barracks, we have E5 and below, but E5 really shouldn't be in the barracks either, to yeah. my knowledge. Um, officers don't live there. Senior enlisted doesn't live there. Mm-hmm. Warrant officers don't live there. It's 
soldiers, unmarried, no, for the most part, no children that they don't have with them. Okay. Describe a normal barracks room to a, a brand new private who's, who's going to a duty station. <laughs> you got a bed, you have a dresser, a side table, a desk, a chair, a lamp. That's it. You have like the bare minimum, but you can make that bare minimum into a home if you need to. Yeah, I'm about to say, because uh, when I was in the barracks, I used to freak it out. You have to. I had rugs. I had Same. wall art. Because if you don't, you'll, you're going to go crazy in there. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're like a homebody who likes to be home. That's your home. So you got you to freak it out. <laughs> Me. Yeah, got to freak <laughs> it out. Um, do you think... Um, how do I word this? Do you think that everybody should be allowed to get BH and live off base? Or do you think the barracks actually serves a purpose? So I would say yes and no. Because I know people that have just enlisted that are fresh out of basic training, fresh out of AIT. Mm-hmm. So they could be 18, 19. You don't know how to manage your money properly. Right. You being in the barracks is your best option because you're going to go live somewhere beyond your means. And then you're not going to be able to eat. Like when <laughs> you're in the barracks, you can go to the defect. They love three meals a day. But when you're not in the barracks and you spent all your money on X, Y, and Z. Stuck. And now you, you know, yeah. take it out alone. Yep. Doing all kind of stuff. Credit that you card. you don't need to do. Credit card going crazy. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think the barracks you no know, several purpose. But, like, I think older soldiers, i.e. me. Mm-hmm. 26. Should, ooh, should not. <laughs> <laughs> should not have to. I mean, do I mind staying there? No. Mm-hmm. But I think you should be able to have an option. But, you know, it is what it is. Okay. How do you feel about the current... Uh, promotion structure of um, you know ranking up meaning you know in the army ranks one through four is guaranteed barring any type of you know disciplinary actions flags on your um, flags on your record mm-hmm. uh, five and uh, e5 and e6 is a board you have to go to pass the board uh, e7 is chosen by congress how do you feel about that promotion system um I mean, obviously, it's just like any job outside of military. You have to work to get to where you want to besides E1 through E4. Mm-hmm. The other ones you need to work for. Right. Like, show that you can do the job, that you can be the person for that job. And I see nothing wrong with it. Okay. Are you happy with your overall decision to join the Army? Yes. If you could go back and re-pick a branch you know would it still be the army re-pick a branch probably probably not the army what, what would it be definitely the air force why is that um so when i was enlisting i went with the army because the army was the quickest one to get into mm-hmm. but if i would have done more research i would have chosen the air force just because 
I don't want to say that because of the stigma behind it, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to, I don't, I don't want easy. If I wanted easy, I wouldn't have joined the military at all. Right. But I feel like it would have been more intellectually challenging. If that makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. It makes sense. But you, but you did say so you're happy with your overall uh, yes. a, a decision to join. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, do you feel like the Army does a good job of uh, handling uh, sexual harassment and uh, a sexual assault in the workplace? Yes and no. Because I've seen, uh, I've se- I haven't even been in that long and I've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine what I haven't seen. Right. The things that I have seen since I work so closely with um, one of the sharp representatives, anything that is brought to his attention that I know or don't know about, to my knowledge, he's handled it. Like just a few incidents that I do personally know about, he's he's gotten it handled or they've gotten the help that they've needed. Okay. So I know it's like a it's like a double edged sword kind of because there's both sides of the spectrum. Right. What could they do to improve the number of cases? Because um, I believe the Army is is the most leading branch in uh, sexual assault cases. I don't even know, in all honesty, because I've had so many sexual assault or sexual abuse classes just being on island. <laughs> When I say so many, I mean so many. Right. So what else can you do? Lock everybody down in their houses and rooms? No. No, you're right. You know, I have a theory, you know, not really a theory, but it's more like it's like it's like the world, you know, Uh, you you don't know somebody is a, a sexual assaulter until they sexual assault somebody. True. You know. You just don't know until it happens, yeah. and it's like it's hard to. That would like changing. Is you can't just change the overall company or the overall you know uh, career force you yeah. know of the military. It has to come you know from each individual person. Yeah, they just have to change within themselves, which it's easier said than know, done. You know. The people interview for jobs all the time and put on a facade. That's true. You know, get the job, become lazy. <laughs> that is very true. And you can say you're a good person, but uh, <laughs> get the job and end up being trash. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the army as a whole, you know, really gives equal opportunity to everybody? That's like the same as the sharp question you think so yeah so and your experience from my i've been on island for seven months and i have already had to file an eo complaint so my point exactly (laughs) um did it get handled yes okay that's good um but like do they try to give everyone equal equal opportunity? At least in where I'm at, yes. Is it always handled the way that 
I think it should be. No, but sometimes we can be biased in whatever the case may be. Right. So it's a double-edged sword. Like, both of those are really touchy subjects. Right, right. I got you. Yeah. What is the definition of toxic leadership? Someone that'll put themselves in the forefront or push you to the back to make themselves look better. Um, anything, but like by any means necessary to make their career better, to make themselves look better. Like you're, you being one of their soldiers just doesn't matter. You're just a consolation prize and you help them get where they need to be. That's what I think of when I think of a toxic leader. Have you dealt with that in your career so far? Yes. So, you know, when you do have a toxic leader, you know, how do you maneuver around that or just bear it day to day? Do my job, mind my business. As simple as that. Because anything other than that, because you're my leadership, you could retaliate against me if you really wanted to or tried to. So... What's done is done at this point. I mean, do my job. And you can never say I don't do my job. You can never say I've done anything out of spite towards anybody. Mm -hmm. Do what I need to do to get myself back to the barracks at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm so serious. He's trying to get home, huh? That's it. I feel that. I feel it's that. not even, I don't have to say under the radar or anything, but I'm going to yeah. do what I got to do. And go about my business and go home okay what's the opposite of toxic leadership like the best leadership that you could possibly have <laughs> that's what i think of like if you have somebody that's really bad yeah you want somebody that's really good what kind of leader do you want to be or are you so the kind of leader I would want to be. Um, One stop recording. Go. Uh, the kind of leader I would want to be is at the end of the day, I want to make sure my soldiers are good, you're happy, you're healthy, and you're doing what you need to do job-wise. I don't have enough in me to like sit there and like nitpick things or like micromanage basically mm -hmm. if you know what you're doing and you can do it go be great because at the end of the day i want you to get the shine so you can get to where i am if i'm that leader like i want to be able to build you up so you can become a great leader for other soldiers right Okay. How do you feel about the Army's current um, height and weight standards as it pertains to women? Currently going through this battle right now. I have height and weight in two weeks. Um, height and weight sucks. It absolutely sucks. Um, I'm 5'6", and they expect me to weigh 160. If I weighed 160, I would look sick. I would like visibly look sick. So 
you know how many people I know or females I know that have to literally starve themselves? Yeah. Am I gonna starve myself? No. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you can wake up before him. <laughs> that's I go to the gym too much. So there are so many people. I've even had like a courtesy tape done by another um NCOIC. Mm-hmm. And she made me feel horrible one time, like my first heightened weight on island. Like she was like, oh my God, no, this is not okay. Like it was, it was bad. All right. So question. All right. So when you don't meet that 160, uh, you get taped, right? Yes. How do they tape the, the women? So it's your neck, your natural waistline and your hips. Okay. Which really sucks because everybody is built different. Right. You think so. it makes any sense that they actually tape your hips? No. Because they don't tape God's hips. I know. It, it it doesn't make sense to me. If you could have it your way, how would the height and weight standards be? As long as you can pass your ACFT. You're good. I would think so. As Like, you're not visibly overweight, mm-hmm. and you can pass the standard that is set for you, the ACFT or APFT. You should be good. Okay. Uh, How did you feel when the new uh, AR670-1 grooming standards were passed? I was happy. I could wear earrings now. And for those who don't know what that standard is, (laughs) um, let me just inform y'all. So, no minimum hair length for female soldiers. uh, Multiple hairstyles to be worn at once, uh, i.e. braiding, twists, or locks. Ponytails to be worn down the center of the back. Uh, you can wear highlights. It must um, be uniform blend with the colors. You can wear earrings in your in your uniform now, combat uniform. Solid lip and nail colors, no, nothing extreme. It must be natural. Mm-hmm. And uh, and for guys, we can wear clear nail polish now. You can have highlights too. <laughs> yes, yes, we can have highlights in our hair, but <laughs> let me show up in uniform and blonde hair. Yeah. And, and let's see what the <laughs> let's see what the stairs look like. <laughs> so um so how all right, so we first got that that text, that call that you know you got notification. Mm-hmm. You know. How did that impact you? So I dye my hair quite often. Mm-hmm. It's just my thing, always has been, always will be. Um so at first I was like, okay, I just have to keep a solid natural hair color. Yeah. Whatever. Boring, but whatever. But then they said you can have highlights. I was in AIT. I was literally watching it like on my phone. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, females can have highlights as long as they're a natural hair color. I was like, what? Game changer, what? huh? And Definitely I was going changer. home because of holiday block leave, like. I was either going home or I'd just come back from home. One of the two. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm getting my hair done. I'm getting my hair done. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so I dyed my hair. And then now I can wear earrings. For the longest, I did not know the actual regulation for earrings until Sergeant Major walked in my office. It's like, hey, Mason. I was like, hello, Sergeant Major. Mm-hmm. He was like, What's the regulation on earrings? I didn't know. My coworker, who was also female, had an earrings, didn't know. The other NCOs that were in the office didn't know. 
They're like, nobody knows. He was like, look it up and I'm going to wait. So now I know. All right, what's the regulation? Six millimeters is the max. Isn't Mine are five millimeters. Isn't it compared to like a, a dime or something? Or mm, no? Not to my knowledge. Oh, I'm tripping. Okay, just five millimeters. Okay. Yeah. Like nail length is a, was a big one for me because my nails grow really long. Okay. Yeah. AR6. Yeah. All right. Okay. AR6 when I say like my best, that was my best friend when, mm-hmm. when it passed through. Is there any other um, so improvements or uh, additions to that specific regulation that you would like to see? So it was very to my to me it was bi- it was very biased towards females. Obviously, I'm a female and I don't like pulling out my hair every day to put it in a slick back bun. Yeah, those buns give me headaches. Or the fact that, like, I've seen females that have, like, bald spots or thinning hair Mm -hmm. because of the buns. Right. So, I like the fact that, you know, we can twist it up and all that good stuff. But I feel like males, on the other hand, just like my hairstyle doesn't impact my work ethic, beards don't impact a male's work ethic. Mm. But... Precisely. What do I know? Precisely. I'm just a little PFC Mason. PFC Mason. (laughs) A-OK in my boogie. (laughs) PFC Mason wants the beards. I like it. (laughs) I like it. All right. I I just got one more question for you. All right. So, um, I I want you to give some advice to uh, a brand new private, you know, fresh out of AIT, fresh out of basic who's uh, going into their first duty station. I want you to give them advice, one, just from a, a general, like they can have any MOS, whatever, just on how to get through that transition and do it seamlessly. Mm-hmm. And also give advice to a 25 uniform going into their first duty station. Okay. Well, for everybody, just be on your P's and Q's. Keep everything on you that you need to, like, keeping a pen on you she got to something so simple keeping a notebook on you so you can write I, I have one in my pocket um you never know when you're gonna need to take notes or when you're gonna like need something um keep your cack on you let's start there that's a big one for mm-hmm. me especially as a 25 series keep your cack on you and don't leave it anywhere that is the biggest like violation that you could do as a 25 series um everybody takes a class on it every year but nobody ever abides by it until their cat gets stolen um like do your job do it to the best of your abilities keep up with your physical fitness because if you don't it's gonna be hard definitely gonna when be that hard cft apft rolls around it's gonna be hard um and work out like outside of pt pt is not the only time you should work out but other than that be the best you you can be because if you're being the best you nobody can say anything that's it okay pfc mason pfc mason i appreciate you stopping my vctv anytime until next time